Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Harder to Kill podcast. I'm your host, Coach Shannon. This week, I have Coach Gabe on with me. Hello. And we're going to talk about some stuff. Yeah, some stuff. What are we going to talk about, Gabe? Um, the old stuff, I presume. Oh, okay. Are you feeling <laughs> ill? I just have a scratch in my throat. You have a scratchy throat? I was a little ill last week, kind of like a head cold type thing, but I'm feeling pretty good this week the sickness is like running rampant mm-hmm. i just cannot believe the amount of people that are sick it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah I how was do like, you know if it's covid or not i'm like uh, no that's <laughs> what i was about to say i'm like is this omicron because it's like yeah it's typical head cold stuff like sinus like i didn't lose my sense of taste but like my sinuses were congested yeah um body aches i think that's part of the reason why i was like feeling a little bit stiff like in my upper body last week yeah so, you complained about the clean and jerks last week mm-hmm. yeah my shoulders were <laughs> you like don't think stiff. it had anything to do with the wall balls or any of the stuff no, that went no, with that no, <laughs> okay no my my clean and jerk didn't feel that great before the wall balls so oh okay but yeah, i think it was mainly mainly just like body aches from feeling ill but yeah Dang. i don't know like i was sick for like three weeks of december Really? Yeah. For me, it was like a week and then I, I'm feeling fine. Uh, so, so it was never like super sick. It was always like I didn't have to miss any work. Or I didn't have to like do any of that. I think right. the one day that I was the sickest was one day I didn't have to come in mm-hmm. to the gym. So it ended up like working out that I was really only like one day. But I just had this like low level of right. just like congestion mm-hmm. and just like that just didn't go away for like three weeks. Right. And so. Yeah. Now I think you know, like my husband has it right now and it's just like my kids all had it kind of the same time as me and just like the number of people in the gym, scratchy right. throat or just people that, you know, you like talk to them or just it's, anyway, it's it just is that cold. time of year, I guess. <laughs> it is cold season, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. It is cold out, so I assume. So it's cold season. <laughs> so it's cold season. That makes sense. It is snowing today, I was so co- I guess it's winter. Yeah, I was coaching. Um... Oh, what workout was it? We had intervals. Maybe it was yesterday's workout. Yesterday wasn't intervals, was it? Oh, no. I guess kind of, because you did yeah. jump rope every so often. There was another workout that was somewhat like intervals, and I can't remember exactly what it was earlier this week. But anyway, I had a, scat- a scratchy throat, and I was like worried. Like, I've lost my voice before, and I yeah. was kind of worried I was going to lose my voice. <laughs> That's the worst. I remember when you lost your voice. There was a couple times where... It happened twice. I didn't have much of a voice, and it was really annoying because... <clears throat> Like I was, my head was super congested, so I couldn't hear like that well. Oh. And so I couldn't yell with like my voice. And it's like, you uh-huh. have to yell over music like constantly. <laughs> and I feel like when you're coaching, you always have to be like talking loud and like, and so I just remember it being right. so annoying for like, definitely like a few days in there just where I tried right. to yell and you have like no voice. And yeah, I, I lost my voice. You couldn't coach, right? Didn't somebody have to sub for you the one time? You couldn't I like, had talk to, at all? Well, I lost my... How did that work out? One time it was in 2nd Avenue, and I... I remember. Once was at 2nd Avenue. The second time might have been here, but I remember... I think I the, remember the, the one that was here. I remember um, I woke up in the morning, and my voice was just gone. Like, I was fine the night before, and I woke <laughs> up, my voice was gone. I'm like, I literally can't talk. And I texted... Um, our group chat, I'm like, I don't think I can coach. Yeah. And it was, I had to coach, uh, the morning shift. So it's like, I had to come in and coach eight 30. Oh, and then no, I think and you couldn't talk? one of the 
coaches covered my noon. But yeah, I was like <laughs> drawing pictures and then like <laughs> pointing at body yeah. parts and stuff. Just like I, miming the movements. Well, yeah. <laughs> the bad part too is like your you have such a habit of just talking to people. And so when I would try to coach someone, I would try to talk, but it just yeah. wouldn't come out. And so like, and they say that's the worst thing you can do is like, you're supposed to not try to talk at yeah. all because the more you try to force vocalizations, it just, it just gets it worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I really don't know how it happens because it's like, do your, does your throat get like just inflamed to the point where it can't vibrate and it's just air passing through. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I mean, I suppose that's probably something you could look up on Google. I don't know. I could write a blog about it. Yeah, what happens right? when you lose your voice? I think people would be super interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what did you write your blog about this week? I'm still in the process of doing that. You are? Yeah. It'll, it'll you be... You haven't put it out yet? <clears throat> no, it'll be up... Um, my plan is to get it written tonight. So it should be up... Tonight, what are you this, writing about? I'm going to write about um, functional movement versus static stretching. Oh, So okay. I think very timely. So my plan is to have it posted or published on the website either today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then I'll link it in the Facebook group on um, Monday morning. Schedule that out. So There you go. Nice. Fun stuff. So, okay, we're going to talk about accessory programs and like what we have to offer and why you might need one of those. Mm-hmm. Is that where we're going to go? Yep, okay. I, I kind of so. wanted to piggyback off of when, um, last week's episode, Kyle and I talked about overtraining and, mm-hmm. uh, why we are offering two different tracks for the strength piece and mm-hmm. just like why we named the workouts the way that we did. <clears throat> And I think that that goes, I think that that, I think our conversation is going to make sense, like piggybacked off of that one, because overtraining can commonly lead to the types of injuries and tweaks and stuff that we think accessory programs should help with. Um, Kyle had one thing that he brought up last week saying that um, it's kind of counterintuitive because classically, when you think about overtraining, it sounds like you're doing too much. It's not necessarily too much volume or too much stuff. It could be too heavy of weights. It could be too much, um, you know, pull-ups or too much of one movement that you're having, like, trouble with, like, a shoulder and you just keep pushing it. Like, it could be that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. So it's not necessarily doing too many things, but it could be doing too much of certain things. Right. I would say unless you've had some sort of, like, physically traumatic event like you fall and you bust your ankle or your hip or something your injury is almost certainly overtraining and like you said overtraining doesn't necessarily mean you're doing too much like actual training volume um it could be and i think this might be more prevalent is um doing something you're not quite prepared for yeah. So, and I don't know if this example would necessarily apply to anyone in the gym, but it's just an example. Like, let's say you try to do um, 
ring muscle-ups in a workout, for example, but you haven't done any like ring dips, you know, like ring dips, bottom holds, top holds, transitions. So you might, you might have the strength or at least some of the strength required, but you're not necessarily prepared for the positions that you're going to be in. Mm -hmm. So it can be a result of an injury can be a result of just brute for like brute force, like too much training volume. And it can also be trying to perform movements that you're not quite prepared for as well. Yeah. We talked about last week as well. Sometimes your skills can progress faster than your strength. Right. And so a lot of times, you know, your shoulders aren't ready for 100 butterfly pull-ups or mm-hmm. something like that. Right. And you went and done that. And now, you know, you are feeling sore and like wondering if you messed up and, you know, it's just kind of like being in a constant cycle of doing stuff like that mm. is, is, is also classified as like this overtraining that we've been trying to talk about. Right. So when we're like saying, okay, well you should do this accessory program. It's not because, well now we're just going to add even more volume onto you. It's more of a targeted approach to mm-hmm. strengthening up specific muscles that you yes. want to use, you know, to do whatever mm-hmm. it is that you want to do. Yeah, and our CrossFit program is a generalized fitness program. So if you're dealing with a specific issue, what we're doing in class might not be as effective at targeting that issue. So we might, like you said, implement an accessory program and make some modifications for class. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's what's needed. Yeah, um, right. So it's a general program (laughs) where you can get stronger and you can gain skills over time. But since we are dealing with a lot of different people, um, doing a lot of different things, progressing at different rates. Um, and you just don't know, like I was kind of talking about too, like your days and weeks and months, like connect to each other. And so we don't know what people are doing outside of the gym that could also be contributing to maybe some problems they're having inside the gym. Sometimes, you know, maybe the chair you sit on at work or, you know, just like what you do for work or, Maybe some of the activities that you do for fun, like maybe you play volleyball, like I don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. but there's other ways that you can be exacerbating your problem. You know what I mean? That you might not. Scooping (laughs) snow. So I don't have to scoop snow, but yeah, I can imagine you could definitely get hurt scooping snow. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have to scoop snow game? No, it depends. If it snows and I don't have my car off the road, off our um small road at, on holly street um then the plow they goes you in yeah yeah <laughs> and then i have to scoop around it so yeah which isn't terrible i, I do get in pretty the garage yeah yeah and i drive a large suv so yeah <laughs> so there's been there, <laughs> it has to snow a lot for right me to be stuck yeah somewhere. not not so much for me i yeah. have a low sitting sedan so i've tried it before like just like rolling out of it but I almost always get stuck. Yeah. So I just like, just, <laughs> it's not worth it's it. It's just worth it to scoop it first. So you got to go back to the inside or back to the garage and get the shovel. Yeah. And sc- <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. normally try to move your car then and park somewhere else when it's snowing? Um, if I know ahead of time, which today I might just park, we have a, like my parents park in the um, garage and there's a little mm-hmm. driveway leading up to that. So I'll probably just park in the driveway and that way I don't that have to worry good. about it. Yeah. I don't know how much snow we're supposed to get. We're recording this on Friday afternoon and it is currently snowing 
And I'm not very good at keeping up on the weather, so it's kind of like I'm not sure. Gabe, what happened to you last weekend when we had the ice storm? Did you, oh, did yeah. you drive home on Sunday? Mm. And it was fine on Sunday? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it was fine on Sunday. Saturday was so bad. <clears throat> it was, ice. it was. Oh, and gosh. I had no idea that was going to happen. So what I happened? didn't either. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. I was... Um, Oh, what were we doing? I don't know. You were in the Quad Cities or Yeah, or yeah. Something. I was in the Quad Cities and yeah. I was um with uh with my girlfriend. We her and I went to her aunt's house for some dinner and um I had no idea it was supposed to like sleep and I, I, I like we had dinner and everything and we were talking with the family and everything. <clears throat> And it's like getting close to nine o'clock. And I'm like, well, I think I'm going to drive gonna, home, <laughs> going to drive home. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> we, Linda's like uh, her, her aunt, his name is Linda. And um, I was like walking out the door and I look and I'm like, that looks super slick. <laughs> just, just the whole like driveway looked shiny. I'm yeah. like, okay, we'll see how this goes. I take my first step and I slip. I'm like, catch myself. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> they like inch my way to my car. Yeah. And I pull out. It's okay. I drive down, turn the corner, and then I'm coming up to a stop sign. I don't even make it to the stop sign before I like start like, and I'm going like 15 miles an yeah. hour. And I just like put on my brakes and it just keeps kicking back at me. And I yeah. just start sliding. <laughs> sliding. Like, this is no good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't even make it. And, there was a little bit of a, a ditch, nothing huge, but we were able to get it like pushed out and everything. But it was just like, <laughs> oh, fun. So I had to spend the night at Linda's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I went to <clears throat> Iowa City that day for, I went with my daughter's friend. It was her birthday. And so I went with the mom and my daughter and the other mm -hmm. girl. And we went like to Iowa City and like shopped and out to dinner. And um, it was just such like I was just like white knuckles like the whole yeah. way home um and of course I wasn't driving and it just was crazy it was just crazy oh yeah I was so uncomfortable about that but funny story today Friday before the snowstorm and I had to coach at 8 30 I went to get out of my car and mm. literally fell on the ice in the parking lot really there's ice in the parking yeah, lot. yeah I told Kyle I'm definitely suing over that but <laughs> it's so weird because the it has been like warm out and so yeah, I'm surprised. it was definitely like wet, but I was not even thinking at all like that there would be ice. And so I, I didn't either. like completely fall down hard because I have one foot out the door trying to get out of my car mm -hmm. and that foot is the foot that like slipped. So right. I kind of fell out of my car basically <laughs> and it was kind of like slow motion funny. I was talking to Sarah Sulzberger oh. <laughs> and she just like, she's like, Oh my gosh! Because I just like disappear, and and I'm sitting there on the ground, and she's like, "What happened?" You know, and I'm like, "This is ice right here," and so I'm like rubbing the ground next to my butt, and I'm like, "This is this is literally is ice. ice," and you couldn't even like see it. It was so crazy, and I was just like really annoyed about that because then like my butt's all wet now, yeah. and I have to like coach this class, and I was just like, "You should have told her it was a sinkhole." Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I would not expect there I did to not be ice today. Yeah, I did not expect it either. So I got to the gym at like 8.15 like I normally do. And I just put my foot like outside of my door to get out. And of course, uh -huh. I have like stuff in my hands. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? And 
Um, the funny thing was, like, a lot of people have 24-hour access now, so a lot of times at 8.30, like, people are inside the gym now instead mm-hmm. of, um, like, right. waiting for me to get there to, like, unlock it. Uh-huh. But for some reason, all the people that were waiting, there was, like, three people, <laughs> and none of them had a way to get in. So they were... Yeah. And since it was warm, that's the other thing, they're all standing outside. Yeah. So when I pull up to, like, get out, they're already standing outside, and I open my car door, and I say something to them, like, uh-huh. to the effect of, like... Oh, you guys are waiting on me or I make some kind of comment and then I instantly then just, just fall. <laughs> yeah, just bite it. Oh, man. Just and I haven't it. fallen on the ice in so long, so it was kind of crazy. Me neither. But anyway, it did kind of like jar, like jolt my back like a little bit. Yeah. And so, Feeling okay? Yeah. It was, it, I didn't like fall very hard, like I said, but I still like fell. And so fall, yeah. it's just annoying. I don't want to fall down. Like what? <laughs> I don't want to have to get up from the ground. I'm too old to just fall down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I... <laughs> I wonder if the snow melted a little bit and then it got cold and then refroze. Yeah, or it's it just it just had to do with the fact that it was like overnight, but mm. I just wasn't expecting it at all. So that was kind of crazy. So be careful in the parking lot, you guys, yeah. even though you won't listen to this today. But yeah, be careful. And Kyle better lawyer up once he hears this. Yeah, right. Totally. <laughs> lawyer up, Kyle. Yeah, because it's emotional distress. <laughs> emotional distress. Yeah. Definitely pain and suffering. Okay. Um, All right. Back to the task at hand. So we're talking about accessory programs. So I forgot to like bring up a list. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to go over which ones we have. Of our accessory programs. Yeah. Or just more like um, what are the different ones that we have? Like why? How? Like basically if you're listening to this. How would you know that maybe this might be something that you should do? Hmm. So we've kind of been talking about like, you know, the tweaks, like if you're commonly finding yourself like complaining about a certain body part kind of like frequently, that might be a sign. Like if your shoulder always bothers you after doing anything overhead or pull-ups or if your knee bothers you after something or your back. It's always, you know, it's like something like that. Yeah, I, I would say, I think you'll know if you are finding that you have to work around a lot of obstacles pain-wise, then an accessory program would be a good idea. Um, and I think people know what I mean when I say that. Like, your normal training when everything's like fine versus your training when you've you're dealing with something whether it's short term or long term and mm-hmm. you're not able to do quite what you want to not necessarily because it's like out of your ability it's just you have an issue that you're dealing with that you have to work around so yeah. i think i think you pretty much will know if okay. this is we something we kind of talked about it too like being if you're a person who's kind of in the cycle of like oh i flared up my shoulder Mm-hmm. I backed off and rested for a couple of weeks and now it's feeling better. Right. And yeah. then you just go right back into the same cycle of like, Oh, well now I did it. I overdid it on the pull-ups and now my shoulders bothering me again. Yep. And you're just in that constant cycle of like up, down, up, down sort of a yeah. situation. That's a perfect scenario for an accessory program. Mm-hmm. Almost always six weeks. All of our accessory programs are six weeks, almost always six weeks of some targeted work for that right. will, will help you. Yeah. Like, the combination of appropriate modification in class with some targeted accessory work is, is it's been showing some pretty good results. We've had a number of people that have um, 
tried at least one of our accessory programs and you know i would say within most of the people within the first three weeks yeah see improvement i was gonna say that too three weeks seems to kind of be the magic number to start seeing some improvements are starting to like feel better and feel stronger and able to do more things in the gym that they want to do definitely um I think for some people, it's actually made them not finish out the program, I've kind of found. so. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Mm, definitely finish the program. Finish the program. <laughs> it's sort of like being on antibiotics. You start your antibiotics, and then you always feel better before your antibiotics are done. But you right. have to finish the antibiotics to completely kill off the infection. If you stop early, it... You're, it's going to come back. Right. And so it's kind of the same with the accessory program. Like you need to not only get to the point where you're feeling better, but you need to also get past that point to where now you've made a difference and actually strengthen this particular right. area yeah. and not just like gotten to a point where, Oh yeah, it doesn't hurt. Cause that's right. not all the way there. You're not yeah. all the way there yet. Yep. Um, yeah. but I think that it makes it less, I think it makes it harder for people to stick with it after right. the first, like after they start feeling better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cause yeah, like the main goal of a program like that is to reduce pain. And we're glad that people are seeing results with that, but ultimately what's going to help you reduce the amount of flare ups um, that you have in the future is going to be becoming stable and proficient in those movement patterns, um, that you're working. So, um, I think kind of what you alluded to earlier when you were talking about the example of someone who has a flare up and then they back off and then it feels better. And then they go back to what they're doing and eventually it flares up again. Um, that's a point where we have to start looking at work capacity especially the work capacity in the affected area, kind of <clears throat> imagine like a thermometer if that represents your work capacity and imagine it's like mostly full. And at rest, your pain may be reducing, but so is your work capacity. So you're at rest. The more you rest, the lower your work capacity becomes. As you exercise, your work capacity bumps up. But mm-hmm. you have to work out consistently or else it'll start to swoop back down. So it's this con- constant like cat and mouse of bumping up your work capacity. So mm-hmm. if you take a rest, it'll temporarily fix the problem, but it's not going to fix it long term because you're not actually addressing the problem, which is your work capacity or proficiency with those specific with that specific muscle group. Yeah. And so I think that's a important part too of finishing out the program is because of course we want to reduce your pain, but we want to make sure that the muscle group or area that's symptomatic for you is actually becoming more stable, stronger, and you're more proficient in the movement pattern so that the flare up doesn't happen in the future. Yeah. It's amazing too with six, four to six weeks of dedicated work, right? how, how many changes you can actually see mm-hmm. like yep. in that, yep. in that time. And um, if you've been dealing, if you're more someone like me though, and you've been dealing with a certain issue, like, like lower back seems to be like pretty common. If you're a person who's been dealing with that for years, like years, a six week program, just all on its own 
is probably not going to you're probably mm. you're not going to see the same type of results as someone who has something more recent that's happened. Right. Someone who's been dealing with chronic back pain or or maybe has some sort of like um, diagnosed issue that they've had with their back, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a little bit more of an involved and like longer type process right. because that sort of stuff's also wrapped up in your like in your day to day and yes. just how you feel like in general. And that's, that's kind of a different issue. Um, not to say that starting with an accessory program, wouldn't be a good place to start because it definitely right. is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. It's just, I think you need to change your expectations. The longer you've been dealing with something, the longer it's probably going to take to fix it. Right. And, and if you've been dealing with a problem for a long time, especially if it's gotten worse than it was maybe like when it first happened, you know, if it's progressively gotten worse and that's a pretty good indication that you're looking at, um, a significant injury or issue that might require more than an accessory program. Yeah, for sure. Cause we're not trying to say that it's like the fix for everything or right. You yeah. Know, there's definitely <laughs> stuff where like you're going to need more attention Yeah, and not to say that if you, do have chronic symptoms and accessory program wouldn't help, but we would kind of have to see what the problem is. Right. And that might involve like consulting a doctor or something like someone who has like calcification around a joint, like bone spurs, like we can't fix that with an accessory problem with, with an accessory program, like some sort of surgical intervention combined with an accessory program will probably help quite a bit. But Mm -hmm. that's one of those things where we can't, you know, we can't address it 100%. I mean, even if you're a person who needs some type of surgery to fix your problem, accessory programs are still helpful. They will help in your healing process. If, If you if you pay attention and work on that area with accessory mm-hmm. programming before and after you're going to yeah. heal a lot faster and be a lot happier with right. your end yep. results. As long as you can perform the movements without like aggravating like your symptoms or like it being painful, then yeah. yes, it's definitely worth your time to yeah. do that because, um, and I kind of, I kind of experienced this too, because I did a lot of different things to try and address my knee before I eventually got surgery on it. Yeah. Um, doing accessory work to strengthen the area, even though it's not going to immediately fix the problem. If you do need surgery, it will significantly improve your recovery time, mm-hmm. which is something that even though it did take me, I did have some downtime, like it, I recovered really well from mm-hmm. my surgery. So I think that's something to take into consideration too. Yeah. I think it can help you mentally too, to feel like you're working towards, Oh yeah. You know, improvement or something that's going to help you. Um, so I think some of the common areas people complain about, we have shoulder issues, shoulders, lower backs, the main, main joints. Yep. Hips, knees, ankles, shoulders, low back is usually what sometimes elbows, but, that's not quite as usually elbow and wrist stuff. Yeah. Usually stems from shoulder mm-hmm. issues. Normally right. anything yeah. kind of down line like that, I would could possibly even say that about like knee issues, probably yeah. down line yep. from yep. hip knee or lower issue. back ankle um, issues, probably down line from just because you move 
when you're in pain or you're just your body's dysfunctional in whatever way, you're going to compensate for that. And that's right. usually going to aggravate other things. <laughs> and so sometimes it is hard to know exactly. Like if you complain about your elbow and we would prescribe you, why don't you do the shoulder program? Like you might be like, how is a shoulder program going to help my elbow? And it's just like, well, it's most likely because your shoulder issue is stemming from some sort of imbalance or incorrect way that you're using your shoulder is probably right. the reason. Of course, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know that for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm just saying that like generally stuff like that is kind of like downline from like major joints. Right. It's not like we're going to hand you a list of elbow exercises. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like anything, <laughs> yeah. anything that you, you, you use your shoulder for, you're going to be using your elbows and your wrists for too. So yeah, it all, I mean, it all kind of, and the shoulder together. accessory program does have a lot of stuff in it that is, is working with your elbows and wrists. Mm -hmm. And so if you do have elbow and wrist problems, then you're going to also get work on those things as right. well as your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to kind of go out on a limb here and say that every single person in the gym could do the shoulder accessory program and see benefit from it. Even right. if you have no shoulder pain whatsoever, it's just, Oh yeah. It's strengthening those muscles and those stable and those stabilizer muscles, which you can never oh, go yeah. wrong with like doing a strength program. Oh yeah. You could pick like any, so I guess maybe program. you could work through all the programs if you wanted to. Yeah. I feel like that's what Brian Luth is doing. Uh, yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> I remember, um, when I was dealing with, with knee issues, I, I kind of did that um, hybrid performance method. I used to do a lot of their programming. Yeah. And they had like a upper body pro, like like upper body program, and then a deadlift program, and a squat program. Mm -hmm. And I did the upper body de program, the deadlift program, and then when my knee was feeling better, I did the squat program. Mm -hmm. So like I feel like, you know, working through all those things, especially like from a preventative standpoint, yeah. is like super big yeah. bang for your buck. Yeah, if you're a person who has extra time, so the programs do take around like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the day, but I would say probably around that 20 minutes. Probably more 20 minutes for yeah. the most part, because usually, usually you're doing like three movements. Yeah, it's like four days a week, about 20 minutes per session. For six say. weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, the gymnastics one that I have is not really an accessory program for, I mean, it is an accessory program, but it's not necessarily for like injury. Mm -hmm. It's just more that if you want to get stronger, like if gymnastics is something that you're wanting to get better at, we have a gymnastics accessory <laughs> that focuses solely on strengthening your pulling and pushing right muscles yeah which is what you need for gymnastics there's also some skill work in there mm -hmm. too which kind of helps so you do six weeks of that you're definitely going to notice a difference in your pushing and your pulling oh, yeah. right and so oh, if yeah. that's important to you then you can do that program and it's not necessarily for people who are like um don't have pull-ups or something if you're a person who doesn't have pull-ups and you do want pull-ups then this would be a good program to do but just if you're a person who just wants to have stronger gymnastics, then you could still do the program and see results from right. it. Right. Yep. It's yep. just the fact that you're choosing to work on a certain thing consistently. I mean, I'm sure that people notice that in, within our training blocks, right? We, right. They get better at their squats because we mm -hmm. squat every week. They get yeah. better at their snatch because we snatch every week. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it all comes down to that work capacity. Like, yeah. you consistently work on something that work capacity is going to improve and then your performance and... 
right? Hopefully your symptoms will improve too. Yeah. So, so I think the thing with Brian is like, he generally gets here a half an hour before class starts. And so he's just like, right. Oh, I just need accessory work to yeah. like, do all the time, which is, it's totally Shoot, awesome if you have the extra time and yeah. you just cycle through all the different, I mean, you, you're definitely going to feel better. For right. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. right now he's doing the mobility, uh, the I did thoracic a, mobility. Yeah. So yeah. I did a thoracic mobility because those thoracic mobility has to do a lot with your upper back. Yeah. And, um, I definitely have limited mobility there. And I think that that does affect a lot of my lower back issues, especially when I'm trying to do like overhead position stuff, like mm-hmm. overhead squats. It puts yeah. a lot of pressure on my lower back because my upper back is not super mobile. And so with my active life program, I had a lot of thoracic mobility stuff programmed in there Mm -hmm. and it did definitely help me like quite a bit. I ended up PRing my snatch last uh, block. So, and it's just, it just has a lot to do with, I mean, obviously like working on it every week, but I mean, I've gone through blocks of working on it every week and not PR'd my snatch. I mean, I haven't actually hit a PR on the snatch. It's been like years. Right. So yeah. I feel like it was definitely a combination of improving my back mm-hmm. and my mobility had helped, helped a lot yeah, with that. That's awesome. And so, um, I know that a lot of people, a lot of people suffer with, or their overhead position is definitely not a comfortable right. pres- yeah. position for them. And it, it could be for several reasons, you right. know? But, um, so I went ahead and just did a thoracic mobility. Um, and Brian told me that he did 95 pounds in a workout where we had overhead squat, just a couple. Oh yeah. Of, I yeah. think I was coaching that. Yeah. He yeah. And he says he's never, ever been able to, yeah, to, to squat 95 yeah. pounds in a workout. So it's like definitely working on that has like helped him for yeah. sure. I was, I was there for that. It was cool. Cause like, I did not see it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely like still, it's still a struggle for him, but it's like opened up the opportunity to actually do it in a workout and like get practice with yeah. it. So that was cool to see. Yeah. Whereas before, like, you know, overhead... he probably would have just done front squat or something. Yep. Right. Like, which nothing wrong with front squat, but like, right. He but definitely has like the improve, strength. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, if you want to improve your overhead position, then you might have to purposely work on it. Right. Yeah. Um, especially if you want to do it in a shorter amount of time. So mm-hmm. yeah, like what we were saying, you're able to see some results like three weeks in on the program. So like, if you know that like, well, I'll just get better at it over the next year, like that's totally fine too. But if it's definitely something that you want to focus on, then for the low, low price of one payment of $39. Yes. The program you, is yours to keep forever. <laughs> the program is yours. You also have to sign an NDA. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, so with the gymnastics ones, I'll go back to that one really quick too. That one also has a part two. So everybody that would start on that one would definitely do part one and then part two just as a little bit more advanced movement. Right. So part one's kind of a more general strength of the pushing and pulling um, and a little bit of skill work, but then level two just ups the, the movements are a mm-hmm. little more complicated, which you would, in order to do them, you need the prerequisite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, Shannon. Yeah. How good at editing are you? Why? I have to use the restroom. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. And we're back. What were we talking about? 
you were talking about... Was I talking? Last, you were, <laughs> well, I interrupted you very smoothly to say I needed to use the restroom. Okay. But um, <laughs> you were talking about how the gymnastics program, accessory program, had two levels. Yeah. Don't we have another one? Are you making the third? No. I mean, do you have another program that has two levels? Um, functional bodybuilding. So oh, yeah. So let's one, and then I'm going to make a level two and a level three. Talk about the functional bodybuilding because that one's not exactly like for rehab or strength necessarily. Yeah, I, I kind of tried to bridge the gap between like hypertrophy work, like which basically means like your higher volume accessory work that you use if you want like bigger big, muscles, bigger muscles, more tone, um, and some of that like preventative like quote-unquote, like, rehab work. I guess what you would call that prehab. But um, I just decided to kind of keep level one, like, a little bit more basic, like a lot of, like, unilateral stuff. A lot of the same things that you would see on the, like, like hip or knee or, like, ankle, shoulder programs, just put into one program and, like... Mm. Mixed in with some bodybuilding, like curls, tricep extensions, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and then as the program progresses from like one, two, three, you're going to be seeing more challenging variations. I don't know, like not necessarily more complicated variations, just variations that are going to allow you to load the movement more. Mm -hmm. It would be more challenging that way at lower volumes. Got it. So, Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get like, the way I see it, it's a good way to get some extra training volume in if you want bigger muscles, but it also incorporates some of the same movements that we use in our accessory programs that helps people, you know, manage pain. So it's a good. So it's kind of more of for aesthetics. Like yes. if you're concerned about the way you look, mm -hmm. you might want to do yeah. bodybuilding mm -hmm. accessories. Mm -hmm. yeah. That sounds fun. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So basically we have hip back ankle shoulder shoulder gymnastics and then functional bodybuilding and then a thoracic core. mobility core. core and thoracic mobility yeah. uh the core one is also like for everyone it's not necessarily to for like a rehab or an injury type of thing anyone who wants to strengthen their core is going to benefit from this program reasons you might want to strengthen your core uh being better at gymnastics being better at weightlifting having just better balance in general um that's what a, a core accessory program is going to do for you yeah i think a lot of times when people are being coached in class and we tell them things like core tight or belly brace, tight yeah. brace, like stuff like that. They don't really like know what that means or they don't really know how to use that. Right. Um, there is a little bit more involved than just like tightening your core down, like learning mm -hmm. how to breathe and stuff um, is also important. But I think people do kind of underestimate how important it is to have a strong core to basically mm -hmm. do anything heavy or like gymnastics wise. Right. So anything you're, Pretty much anything where you're bending over, <laughs> I mean, which is a lot of what we do. Where you have to pick something up, put stuff or over putting, your head. <laughs> putting stuff over your head, yeah. Push, yeah. pull. Yeah. Um, 
core accessories. I mean, everybody wants that six pack, like that sort of thing, which, you know, definitely comes from a combination of nutrition and exercise, not just, you can't, um, just crunch your way to six pack abs, but, um, the course strengthening program actually does have some sort of like hypertrophy style work into it. So you should feel a difference in the muscles Mm -hmm. in your quote unquote abs for sure. Yes. So it's not just crunches. It's actually weight. (laughs) You have to like, there's weight, weighted stuff. Why are you putting quotations around abs? Well, everyone has abs, Shannon. I know. I'm, I'm just saying like the (laughs) core program, like your core is actually your front, your sides and your back. Oh, I can see what you're saying. Not just your six pack. (laughs) So you'll work your obliques, you'll work, um, also your back, your core Mm -hmm. muscles in your back too. Is your chest technically core? Uh, it's not included. Okay. (laughs) On the core program. Yeah. But it is on your trunk. I think I would say no. Okay. Do you think? (laughs) It's not really anatomically speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess I don't feel like it really. (laughs) That's the quandary. Yeah. Is your chest and your upper back part of your core? If you want a bigger chest, do the, do the bodybuilding. See, everything ties into your core. Do you have bodybuilding your chest on there? Chest, chest movements, Gabe? Yeah, of course. Dumbbell bench Mm -hmm. (laughs) and flies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Anything else that you're wanting to say or I don't know, anything that we've forgotten to say? I mean, to get signed up for the program, you just need to reach out to a coach. Yeah. You can email. You can talk in person. Like we said, the programs are all $39 each. They're all six weeks. They come with a Google Sheet. They come with instructions. Um, they come with ways to modify if you need to further modify or sub like certain movements in you ask a coach for that um i know i like have elena on the shoulder program and she has like an elbow wrist issue Mm -hmm. and so there were some things with her wrist that she couldn't do on the program like handstand holds so i just you know obviously had her sub something different so yeah um also on the gymnastics program there's some skill work with pull-ups in there Depending on where you're at with pull-ups, you might change what mm. that skill work is. If you're trying to work on butterflies or maybe you want chest to bar or right. maybe you're trying to get your first pull-up. So mm. those things might be different just based on the person. But basically, you know, anyone can like get you hooked up with it. And you do own the program. So if you want to run through it twice, if you get interrupted in the middle and you want to start back over, I like it because there's no pressure to like – having to be doing it all the time. Like if you had a monthly membership or something to where you would feel like you would need to always be using it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I totally understand like life gets in the way or maybe you have a vacation or maybe you just didn't get the time. Um, you just have the option or, you know, maybe you run through the program and it worked really well and you end up like at a later date, you know, having more trouble or whatever, you can like run through it again. Yeah. So it's just like, you can just keep their program and like use it whenever you want yeah, to. By all means you can run through it again. Like, yeah. So th- for some people, wouldn't you say they might need to actually run through it twice? Maybe. Um, like twice I'm, in a row. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's like two sides to that coin, right? Like if you have good results in a program, um, you could by all means start it over again, just, 
slightly scaled up or like slightly heavier weights than what you started with last time and make progress from it. Like uh-huh. that works. Um, and I would say too, if you are someone like on the other side of the coin, if you're someone who's like maybe not seeing as much progress, maybe a little bit, but not as much as you want, you may need a little bit more time on a program. So yeah, I think it's totally appropriate at times to run through a program like that twice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was saying before, six weeks might not be enough for, for everyone. I mean, I did my back accessory work for 14 months. Right. So, (laughs) but I've also been dealing with my stuff for six years, which is much different scenario. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it is kind of crazy how much better I feel and how I'm able to do things that I didn't think I would be able to do. So that's nice. Um, better with time. Yeah. There was one other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I can't remember what it was. Um, I was going to say something. You can bring it up if you remember. Okay. But um, kind of our, where our minds first went with these accessory programs was just helping members manage pain. Um, I think where we're kind of trending now is, since we've already ru- written programs for common trouble areas, kind of like with our gymnastics program and our functional bodybuilding program, just kind of branching out into accessory programs that might be a little bit more specific to skills or movements that people want to improve on. So, or aesthetic goals. Yes. Yes. So I wrote functional bodybuilding. Um, Shannon's worked on the gymnastics program. We might later work on some specific programs like, I don't know. Bar muscle up. Yeah. Ring muscle up. So I actually have a program for ring muscle up for strict ring muscle up work. And I had shared it on sugar wad a while back. Um, I'm thinking about turning it into an accessory program. I have found that people do better at sticking to the program. If it's something that they've paid for and something that they feel like has been like prescribed to them. Yes. I added everyone I could think of in the gym that was capable Mm -hmm. of doing the work that it takes to get a strict ring muscle up. And, you know, the participation of it was like very up and down because I didn't really ask anyone if they wanted to do it. I just like basically added them to it. And it was just like a free track if you wanted to do it or not do it. Reaching out to them and you're like, hey, here's something you can have for free. And they're like, oh, might as well. Whereas like someone who you talk to or they reached out to you and they wanted to like work on something or fix an issue and are bought into it are probably a lot more likely to like stick with the program. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing that I've found with it is just programs that are offered for free are not programs that people take seriously. They're not programs that are valued. They're not programs that people will spend their time on. Um, so I've just found that to like be the case. So yeah, if you have an idea for a program or if there's something that you want to work on, let us know. I am always working on programs. I have a list of ones I'm working on and ones that I'm interested in doing. And so I think we got the ones out initially that are the most useful for the most amount of people. But that is not to say that I wouldn't do... Yeah, like more specific or 
specific gymnastics is mm-hmm. probably like where my probably brain kind of goes yeah. for me. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would probably make some sort of like some squat like barbell like accessory programs. And the nice thing about um, accessory programs that are specific to movements is that you can work on the movement, but some people have specific movements that give them trouble. And you can almost also use that as like a pain management strategy. Mm-hmm. Like if like deadlifts are a good example, like if deadlifts are something that give you trouble, like you can hop on a deadlift program that, you know, makes you focus on the deadlift like multiple times per week. It'll have like specific accessories for deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can make modifications to like Mm -hmm. work within a specific range of motion if, you know. Yeah. I did. I did that. You You brought up hybrid performance method earlier and I also did their deadlift program. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you deadlifted like two or three times a week and it wasn't always like heavy or whatever. Right, There's yeah. usually one heavy day and then more like accessory type right, deadlift like days. Yeah. And then um, I re- remember doing a lot of lunges, RDLs and suitcase holds yeah, <laughs> and uh, suitcase deads is probably or just remember doing those. I had such a love hate with those. <laughs> Um, I remember when I first hopped on the hybrid hybrid performance method, like main program, and like having to do Bulgarian split squats uh-huh. for sets of twenty or something stupid. <laughs> it just destroyed me every single time. Yes, I remember doing those as well. I had a love hate with the Bulgarian split squat, which people have done those in the gym. They know that those oh, are yeah. just complete murder. But <laughs> big bang for your buck on those. Oh, yeah. um, they're really really good for. There's just a lot of specific targeting of the glutes and balance and core i mean they're really it's a really good movement which is why you would like probably see that a lot i actually on my program i'm almost done with active life it's done january 19th but for the last like oh my gosh i think it's been like three months i've been doing the bulgarian split squat with a rock back every single week that That rock back just burns my butt cheek so bad (laughs) it's so unpleasant so unpleasant I don't enjoy it at all, <laughs> but like, I just, I know that it's also working. And like, mm. if I do those every week, I'm going to see improvements. Like I'm yeah. going to get better. <laughs> so I would say on an accessory program, like that's one of the best signs you can see is when you like feel a muscle burning, like super intensely. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, Oh, I guess this is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Especially if you're used <laughs> to feeling the sensation of pain. Yeah. Like, the, the sensation of a muscle burning is such a welcome feeling when you're so used to like your body hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the burn is different than, than the right, hurt. Yeah. yeah. Than like a sharp pain. Mm-hmm. I do try to help people distinguish too, between if something's actually hurt or if it's sore. And I think right. a lot of times people with their back aren't really sure about that because you can definitely get a back pump and back soreness just like you right. get every other muscle. And I think it alarms people a little bit more. Yeah. I think the thing that's, difficult with lower back too is like like I've experienced a back pump and like I think a lot of people have and it's just like it's it's uncomfortable like more so than like if you had like a pump in your like an arm pump or a leg pump even though leg pumps can be leg pump is pretty bad yeah like quad pump is bad like yeah but like forearms forearms and leg and quads I would say like quad quad pump is probably pretty comparable to like a low back pump because mm-hmm. like with a low back pump it's like not painful but like no matter what you do it's just like 
burning. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like back pump, um, like dumbbell cleans or something yeah, is usually yeah, pretty yeah. back pump Whenever inducing. I've noticed, um, weighted step ups. I usually don't get a back pump. I think most of the time when I get back pumps is when we do like a lot of cleans or snatches after not having done a lot. So like mm. when we first did that like pause at the knee, like mm-hmm. clean and snatch, that kind of like pumped up my back. But mm-hmm. after the first week, it was fine. Yeah. So I guess signs that you're actually hurt would be things like, you know, if you're having trouble like bending over to like put your socks on or you can't pick up a laundry basket, like things like that are definitely something more than just a back pump. A back yeah. pump is going to go away after an hour, just like mm-hmm. your leg pump and your forearm pump and, right. <laughs> you know, so soreness, muscle soreness, your back muscles can be sore just like your glutes just like your hamstrings and but people just seem to be more alarmed about it for some reason but after like some high volume deadlifts you probably are going to have sore muscles Mm -hmm. but it'll go away after a couple of days yeah so I think that one way to know is if it doesn't go away after a couple of days or if your mobility is really limited, yeah. then I think that those are probably good signs that you're actually injured and not mm-hmm. just had experienced like exercise induced mm-hmm. back pump muscle right. soreness, like kind of thing. Yeah. And I think we just are kind of referring to that, like kind of across the board in general with any muscle or anything that you think that you're worried yeah. about. Yeah. Kind of just being able to distinguish between the hurt, the injured, the pain and mm-hmm. like soreness and like a pump like type of a feeling yeah Yeah. so um yeah are are you gonna do a program then game yeah i think i want to do a program and then do another podcast in six weeks and share our results cool which one are you gonna do i'm thinking we decided i'm thinking thoracic mobility sweet yeah yeah that's what i'm gonna do i can't decide can i just do them all simultaneously on top of class you know, <laughs> and on top of active life no my active life is done the 19th oh, which okay. today so, is the 14th yeah, so basically as soon as I get done with that which I'm basically just finishing out another I have like a couple of days left mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to decide if I would want to do which one I would want to do because I have like the thoracic mobility issues as well as like lower back stuff. Right. Um, but I also would like, wouldn't mind doing, you know, like the shoulder one or the gymnastics one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm thinking like, I'm going to look them all over and I'll, I'll decide which one for sure. But yeah, I'm totally down to do one for six weeks straight and like see, mm-hmm. yeah, see how it goes. I'm going to start on Monday. Monday. Yep. Okay. Yep. I might not start mine exactly Monday, but I will, I'll, I will, I'll decide by Monday. Let's <laughs> okay, say that. Okay. Which good. one do you think I should do? Um, you being a coach and all. Hmm. You know what I struggle with the I mean, most? Have you already, haven't you already been doing a lot of like thoracic mobility and stuff like that? Yeah. Yep. I've been doing kind of both. I, I've been doing a lot of like lower back stuff as well as thoracic like mobility. Um, well, like a lot of like lower body, upper body. So here's the thing. Like one day is my deadlift accessories. Mm-hmm. 
One day is other leg type accessories. So I've been doing those awful weighted step ups, which have been killing me. Mm, um, so there's those two days. And then I have my upper body day, which does help me quite a bit because I do have that lingering like shoulder pain. Mm-hmm. But it also shoulders also does lead to lower back. So kind of everything kind of stems back to that lower back. So mine is a lot more mixed up. So I kind of have... I kind of have those different days. So each day that I have has like a little bit of a different focus. Right. Whereas um, our accessory program, you're going to be focusing on our lower back program is like much more limited and it's literally mm. just targeted like specifically to the lower back. It doesn't include really any other right. stuff. I, I, my, when I'm, how I'm approaching it for myself, like I'm just taking into consideration what, I most commonly have in terms of like minor like nagging injuries mm-hmm. or ailments. And for me that's my upper back. Upper back. Upper back shoulders. So I'm gonna do the thoracic mobility and see how that feels afterwards. So cool. if the majority of your like because you don't usually have any issues lower body to you. It's mo- mostly like for you it's like lower back and then shoulders. Yeah. Shoulder program. Yeah. Unless you think you need some more thoracic mobility, but Mm, I don't know. So you think I should do the shoulder? Yeah, I don't see why not. I love that'd probably be my favorite one to be honest because yeah, I love okay, doing do the it. shoulder accessories. The the lower body it. accessories are so they're so hard. They are like single leg RDLs, Bulgarian split squats, weighted step ups, like all that stuff hurts so much. They're, <laughs> they're such big bigger muscles. So when you start to like actually like fatigue them and you're pumping, like your your heart has to like work harder to pump enough blood to them. Yeah, it's like that's why it sucks so bad to have like a lower body. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just so much like yeah blood being like yeah. All uh, right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if that's what I go with, but we'll find out in six weeks um, how me and Gabe are doing. So, yes. all right. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Uh, no, that's it. I've spoken so let a coach sure. know. Yeah, I feel like I don't want to keep beating a dead horse with it. I feel like people <laughs> should listen to this. If they if they are in the categories we've talked about, just a person interested in accessory work in general or someone dealing with any sort of like pain issues, like, please let us know. We'll hook you up with something to do. Let us know if you have ideas for any other types of programs that you're interested in. Like I said, I think it helps to have a coach work with you, check in with you, prescribe it to you and pay for it. It helps get that success a lot better Mm -hmm. than searching online or just, you know, finding some like free stuff to do. Like you just won't stick to it as I think that the success rate for that's going to be a lot lower. Mm -hmm. So, all right guys. Well, thanks for listening and we will see you in the gym. Bye.